It is a live imaging Tuesday, around 11 a.m. in the Southland on Travis and Sliwa. Lit. Who isn't hot for teachers sometimes? It's the great Van Halen once said. <laughs> well, we've announced it. The 710 Mandy Awards 2, the second annual, will happen Saturday, June 10th at the Commerce Casino in Commerce. Tickets go on sale one week from today, June 18th. So get ready. We're actually going to have a few pricing tiers this year. Okay. Mm. So if you want to get close. Like VIP stuff? Yeah, kind of. If you want to be even closer to Press the Flesh. Hang out with you, Slee. You Come on now. Tux, they right actually, part of the tickets <laughs> include staying with you that Saturday night. <laughs> it depends. We'll see see who wants it, and I'll make a decision. For the right price. You're just That's telling right. Susan. No, I know, but they bought the tickets. <laughs> it's included. Sleeping on the couch, you go down to make breakfast the next morning. And of course, we're getting, voting will begin next Tuesday as well. So we're getting yes. the categories together. And we're going to have all the ones from last year. But if you have a great category idea, I've seen some of them come in on Twitter. Use the hashtag, Mandy Awards. At ESPN Los Angeles. Give us your idea. Our boss, the great Amanda Brown, just told me that this year, instead of her doing the pain in the ass of the year award, which the afternoon show, she's going to give away her favorite host. Her favorite host. And that will that will be a dagger to many people's hearts. Ooh. Or not. Ooh. Shot in the heart. Time to butter up boss Amanda. I was say, what kind of coffees does she like and everything else? We can go to work on that. Well, Slee was, you know... Sliwa knows how to grease the pole. You know what I'm saying? I brought you a croissant here just out of nowhere. (laughs) Sliwa knows how to find himself in the right rooms often. Like, hey, man, I got this idea for doing Lakers talk. That's how it all began. And then, boom. That part is true. That part is true. I believe you. That part is true. So (laughs) I can see Slee. You don't expect it with Slee. Seven years Uh, later. A little bit you expect it. Seven years later, he's stuck here doing a show with you. I know. You you didn't execute it correctly. You should should have had additional moves after that. Disagree. Yeah. Don't forget... (laughs) We're on YouTube today. You can stream and watch the show. And I want to give a shout out to my friends at Mercedes-Benz of Anaheim. Mm. Mike Rodriguez over there. He tells me the whole office likes to watch us on Tuesdays during All their right. lunch Excellent. hour. All so right. they helped me out uh, on Friday afternoon, good Friday afternoon. I spent over there at the dealership. And uh, not even for my own car, but still, those guys love it. So be sure, at ESPN Los Angeles on YouTube. And by the way, you could also watch today's newest edition of the Blue Review with Corporate Greg. And Clinton Yates, as I call it, the Clinton Yates Blue Review with corporate. Featuring Greg, Greg Bergman. <laughs> he doesn't like it when I do it. He's like, hey, man, can we knock it off? Is Yates dominating him? No. Okay. Is Greg interviewing him? Yates or that's doesn't done? see the dominating. I think he likes to be dominated. <laughs> Just asking the question. <laughs> Travis and Sliwa <laughs> continues right now. I need to, uh, yeah, I need to be more selective in my uh, vocabulary when dealing with old Morales there, Slee. That's fair. Yeah, I think you just <laughs> you just gotta you just can't you know throw it out there. You need to think about okay, how could this go a hundred different ways? Speaking of the Dodgers, um, last night they had a, they had a runaway. They won nine to one. It was lopsided, and Max Muncy had a night. Max Muncy had a three run home run early, which which made you know kind of gave him a little bit of breathing room. Then he had the slam late, which broke it open nine to one. Here, here, they they really need him to be an effective player if they're going to be as good as I hope that they will be. It's a bit him and Taylor's we t- t- coming into the season that t- we're talking specifically about those two guys. No question, and and I got to be honest from what I've seen with Chris Taylor, his swing is way too big for what it is that he's trying to get done. Mm-hmm. He's swinging the bat like he's. Aaron Judge, you know, dude, shorten up. You're not a 40 home run guy. Let's put the ball in play and not strike out as often as he does. So that's with him. I've kind of decided, okay, you're kind of going to get what you get with the strikeouts and everything else. Muncie, I think, is a very good hitter. Muncie had a dreadful season last year. 
that you could kind of chalk up to the elbow injury he had at sure. the very end of the year before that. Got off to a terrible start this year. I think he was 4 for 33, just really Remember struggling. Remember the start of the season? Was it 0 for 5 in opening day? Five strikeouts. Five strikeouts. Not just 0 for 5. Yeah. It was 0 for 5 with 5Ks. Last night, he hits a pair of home runs, three-run home run, grand slam, and he, and he looked great, and he had a smile on his face afterwards and all these things. Here's my question. Did he figure something out? And Because he pounds San Francisco, and he particularly pounds giant pitching in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Was this a guy having a really good night against a team that he's familiar with against uh, in a ballpark where he obviously sees the ball really well, or is this the beginning of him starting to figure something out? I'm really curious what happens after they're done with this Giants series, right? So they got the Giants right now, off day on Thursday, and then they got the Cubs for three over the weekend. I want to see what happens against the Cubs because him pounding the Giants is kind of routine. Mm-hmm. Can he find a way to be Max Muncy against the other teams in Major League Baseball? And for a year plus, he hasn't been. So there's an entire article this morning about his backstep, how he's changing his swing, and that the backstep is allowing him to basically focus on that and less on the mechanics, that the mental side of, of him at the plate mm-hmm. has been what's supposedly hurting him. You can't have one good day and then think, I got it. He's batting still under 200, right? So I think that is the question. The question is, um, what do you do after you have a really good night? What do you do after you have five strikeouts in a game? The, the extreme one way or the other is probably not. What's the middle ground? And I think for the Dodgers, and I think for Max Muncy, I'm with you. If you feel a lot better about Max Muncy today because of what he did yesterday, all right, wouldn't it be nice that he has – nobody's saying you got to go hit two home runs and have seven RBIs every game – but can you have a little bit more consistency at the plate? Can you be a little bit more threat, more of a threat at the plate? He hasn't been that, and he wasn't that last season. And this year when you lost so many of your bats, now look, you've got some other That's guys that are stepping up, but we've used that term, luxury and a necessity. He is no longer, and I'm not telling you that he was a luxury in the past, but you had a lot of bats. He's a necessity now. So what are you when you're asked to deliver on a night-in, night-out basis? Yeah, you don't have a former MVP in Cody Bellinger batting 8th or ninth. You don't have an all-star in A.J. Pollock batting 7th or 8th. You don't have Trey these Turner. guys. Trey, Trey Turner at the Justin top of the Turner. Justin Turner. The, all of these guys now, obviously Mookie is hot. Obviously yep. Freddie Freeman never isn't hot. You've got, right. you've got a guy like Will Smith who looks really good through mm-hmm. the early part of the season. After that... You've got questions. Mm-hmm. And the number one question that has to get figured out is Muncie. And, and he doesn't have to hit 285, but he can't hit 185 like he did a year ago mm-hmm. or 190 or whatever the number was. you got to put the ball in play. you got to drive the ball a little bit. And you got to strike out less. And that's what he's been struggling with. The good news is, I do think, and, and you said it, and I wrote it down when you said it, one good day, baseball's so stupid, and this is why I like it so much, one good day can kind of get you going for a month or two or for a season that so often, and I know you're not a golfer, but people that play golf out there, you can be struggling, slapping it all over. You feel like you can't get the ball in the air. You just nothing. And then you take one swing, you're like, that's all it was? Hmm. It's just that? Really? And then everything's just flat. Just hmm. boom, boom, boom. Baseball hitters are the same thing. It's like they can't get And then one little thing. You do your back foot differently. 
you do your right foot, whatever it is. And it's like, that's all it really was. And it, it has nothing to do with that. It's just you change one little thing. You start to the ball. Your confidence goes up. You start to believe you're going to get hit. So therefore you get hits. So that's the Bull Durham thing, right? The reason you're getting hits is because you wear women's underwear. Then you are. Yep. Right? You just you, It's yep. the entire weird Bull Durham-ness of it all. If you believe it, it's true. If you both negative and positive. Can he take a positive experience last night, tonight, tomorrow night against the Giants and turn it into Max Muncy all over again? Because if he does, now all of a sudden, Altman kind of lurking at the back half of that, or he looks great. All of a sudden, Jason Hayward, who's playing pretty nicely sure. through the early part of the season. J.D. Martinez. J they mm -hmm. become your luxury guys mm -hmm. because Muncy is the guy that you can count on. But if he's not the guy you can count on, now I got to try Martinez there. Now I got to try Peralta there. Now I got to maybe move Outman up. He's going to get a different series of pitches. Maybe he goes the wrong direction. There's this batting order construction that if that number four guy isn't carrying his weight, it changes everything and you got to start swapping guys out and he needs to carry his weight. Still very early. Very, very early. But that right out the gate is already part of the issue that we're not sure about Muncie. Mm -hmm. Because I remember all offseason it was, well, he's just got to get healthy. There was, you know, he had the lingering issue last season. Well, he started out the season batting under 200. And and, and I don't know if it's going to, um, if he's going to be able to turn it around again. It's very, very early. So any kind of momentum that he can gain is big. But you're hoping to have the conversation we're having about Muncie with other players, not on Muncie. Muncie, you, you don't want Muncie to be the he topic to be, of conversation. He needs to be a, a, a given. Yeah. He needs to be the guy. Will Smith gonna, is a given. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to absolutely. be Freddie Freeman. He doesn't have to be Mookie Betts. But just be something similar to what, you know, you could say what Justin Turner was over the years for the uh, for the Dodgers. You ready for my inner baseball dork for a sure. second? Yep. So watching Dodger game last night. And Will Smith comes up, I want to say second or third inning, relatively early in the game. And Logan Webb's pitcher for the Giants. Yep. And he strikes Will Smith out. He strikes mm -hmm. him out with a really nasty slider that, that breaks out of the zone. Two things. Number one, Will Smith doesn't swing at pitches outside of the zone, and he did. And he took such a bad swing at it that it was glaring. He never takes bad swings. That's mm -hmm. how good of a hitter he is that he made one bad. Most of these guys, they take a bad swing per at bat, right? Sure. It's just the, kind of the, the, the cost of doing business against major league pitchers. He took one bad swing. He kind of reached and flailed for a slider on the outer part, and it's like, Wait, did I see that right? Did Will Smith make a bad swing? That's how good of a hitter that mm. guy is. That one bad swing in one game, whatever it is, the 10th game of the season, yeah. that ninth yeah. game, whatever it was, 11th, that it's like it jumps out at you because it happens so infrequently. Yeah, he's uh, and, and that's a perfect example of somebody that you just kind of chalk up. All right, I know he's going to be good. Don't worry about him. Is he the and next big like, Dodger star? Muncie. No, because he's – and I don't mean this to be cruel, mean. It's just a fact of the matter. He is so devoid of personality that I don't think he can be what you're talking about. Could he be an MVP at some point? I don't think he's quite that good. He's really he's, he's an all-star. But to be an MVP, you got to be Mookie. you got to be Freddie Freeman. you got to be you know Trey Turner. Is it because catchers I think. just don't really become MVPs? And not as often as some other places, but to, to do – MVP, for better or for worse, is an offensive award, right? Mm -hmm. That you win the MVP because you hit 35 home runs or 45 home runs or you hit 350 or whatever it may be. He's not going to reach those numbers just because of his position and some other things. But he can be the number three hitter on the best team in the league. He yeah, can but, be that. And, and the problem <laughs> is, I mean, the number three hitter where Mookie and Freddie are on your team. Right. He's not the number three hitter in most of any of these lineups. It's simply because you have Mookie and Freddie on your team. When should I go into full panic mode about Alex Vezia? Because I'm really close. 
He came in and get they put put it. Okay, here's the thing. Alex Vezia last two Did years. Did he load the bases yesterday? Yes. Okay. Uh, Alex Vezia for the last two years for the Dodgers, when that gate swung open sure. and number fifty one came yeah. running out, you're yeah. like, all right. Yeah. He was gonna he was gonna get somebody out. Yeah. And he was gonna battle, he's gonna pee, he wasn't gonna mm-hmm. walk anybody, mm-hmm. wasn't gonna give up a ton of hits. Like Vezia was a very calming presence. So far this season, Al? No, he's not. He's, he's been bad. Awful. He's been bad. He comes in last night, first guy hit, second guy hit, third guy hit. It's like, wait, what is happening? They pitched him in a nine to one game. That's not Alex Vezia territory. No, they did it for him to try to gain some confidence, get a little bit of his stuff back. And he gave up three now. He struck out a couple of guys mm-hmm. and then they brought in Almani to get out of the inning. Mm-hmm. But this is that was not a okay, hey, look, that's how it, you wanted him to have that good inning that you're talking about, and it was not. It was three consecutive hits. And that's that kind of goes to the bullpen as a whole. So I think right now, you know, Dodgers put up nine runs yesterday. So there was no there was no worry in the game. But if May, who pitches today, if it's a 2-1 game in the seventh inning, your confidence level of that bullpen is a lot different than it's been over the years with the Dodgers. There's two things you can't have what's going on with the Dodgers right now that they do have. I'll tell you what they are when we come back next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Live at Vinci Tuesday with Travis. It's Lewa on a Lakers play tur- play in tournament uh, Tuesday. Don't forget coverage begins at five thirty p.m. tonight with Slee, the Toyota Lakers countdown to tip off. You'll hear the play by play with Johnny I, John Ireland, and Michael Thompson starting at seven p.m. That is what's on tap, presented by our friends at Ultra. As we get ready for the push to the playoffs, but it, it doesn't. It's not a must win tonight, Slee. Not a must win, but four days off in between. That would be nice. Come on, play Memphis instead of Denver. They're going to win by a million. Let's get this, uh, let's get this thing down. over with. I like it. Wrap. By the way, we've also announced the date for the 710 Mandy Awards 2, and we've also asked for some ideas on new awards to give out, new voting items, because we'll start selling and voting next Tuesday. And we've had a lot of Twitter responses. A lot of people like the best whiff award, which would be when you ask Coach McVeigh about the chunky soup. And <laughs> I have no just, idea what that means. <laughs> whatever it takes. One more time, Jeff. I have no idea what that means. One of the greatest moments ever in the station <laughs> it wasn't history. great. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you can't bat a thousand. Oh. You take a few swings. <laughs> it wasn't great. I think Look, Coach, if that gets me a Mandy, worth it a thousand times over, if that's I, all it takes. I think Coach will pass on coming on this show this season. Well, <laughs> I still don't understand how come he. it was like so random He was in a mood. Him. Like, sometimes when I walk in and Travis says, hey, Chris, and I just don't say anything because I'm in a bad mood. That's like And I'll give you a hug. He knew exactly what Trav meant. He knew, you're right, Taylor. He knew exactly. He just wasn't feeling it. <laughs> Look, I'm kind of glad it went the way that it did. He had that an we X-ray got of Stafford's back in front of him, and he just was not in the mood. <laughs> we got oh. it. We got a moment. We got a bit out of it. All worth it. It's all good. And maybe a Mandy. We'll see.
That would be one way for you to win. I mean, <laughs> there's we need ways to win. Well, the, see, the, the the part I like the best about it is that you actively root against me. That's I don't. my favorite part. No, you do. I think he's going to be. You absolutely do. That's not nice. But, no, what you nobody just has said. helped your career the last twenty <laughs> I, years. I didn't say that. I mean, if we're going to get personal, no, no, I didn't say that you haven't helped me. But when it comes to things like this, when it comes to what where's you my ten percent sleep? <laughs> he pays other people ten. Not, not I, anymore. I mean, you deserve more of that ten percent than agent. everybody else. Nah. I, I I brought that up, too. Nah, that's a lot of calls. I brought that up, too. I think he's going to be the favorite for Amanda's Amanda's favorite. I think he would be the favorite. I think John Ireland definitely feels he has that locked up for her favorite host of the year. Could be. I'm I'm in the mix. You're in the mix. I'm in the mix. It's Ireland, you... It's probably the (laughs) two-horse race. That's it? I think so. Well, that's right. it. Hey, it's look, come down. 50, it's a 50 coin shot. <laughs> Ray put it's out the best that odds I've had in a long time. We should maybe do uh, best food talk, and I think that we would obviously win oh, that I'd one because that it's our lane. Yeah, for sure. We'd share it. Yeah, exactly. Emily would yell at Mason and Ireland if they said anything about food. <laughs> last week was so Don't good. You, you missed that dare. last week. I did hear that it got a little yeah, testy. Yeah. It got testy. Yeah, I like it. Mason like did not like that bit. Well, Emily decided to stick up for our show, which I deeply appreciate. I got to protect our territory. Absolutely. Listen, producer Emily. Is her bit is developing on the air and it's going great. Okay, between the t- what was the TV podcast you want to do? She I, should well, do it. I'm, I'm putting it out there. Maybe I'll do MTV. How great is that? That's oh, a that's good, good name. Yeah, that's really yeah. good. That's yeah. a really good name. You and you got the big MTV, but on the left of the M, there's the little do, apostrophe. The, the station <laughs> yeah. just gets sued. Do you do guests or do you just monologue? <laughs> Actually, um, I think the first one I'll probably do by myself. <laughs> um, I want to do the open for that. Yeah, it's time it. for MTV. And then it's it can good. do, that's I want good. my MTV is like my... Well, then we will get to, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not if we recreate it. Taylor can go in there and, and recreate a, yeah. a music theme for us. version of it. Yeah. They do it at the beginning. Oh, no. Never mind. Never mind. What? I got confused. Never mind. That's okay. I self-edited. <laughs> that's fine. Travis Itzliwa continues right now. Don't you get the sense, Al, that he roots against me a little bit? No, not not completely. Not completely. <laughs> not I completely. think there's a percentage sometimes, but I think the other times it's just for the I think it's for the game of it. Mostly for the bit, but sometimes it's a little bit above and beyond that. I, sometimes it's from the soul. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Sometimes right. from the bit, other times from the heart. Exactly right. Exactly right. I do think I have a chance for Boss Amanda's award. I think yeah, that, I, I think I, you have a really good chance of that. Did you kiss ass better than anybody? <laughs> yeah, it's my lane. Better, I, ne- I'm pretty good. Better than I've ever seen. I, I'm pretty good at getting along with people. I am at work. Like there are other people that I don't get along with in in the world, but in this building, I think that generally speaking, I get along I agree. with far more people than I don't. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Then Personable. There's, there's one guy that kind of sneaks up on me every once in a while that drives me. You, and I'm not going to put him on blast. Here at work? Yes. Like all of a sudden, I'll be getting a cup of coffee and I turn around, and he's right there. Mm-hmm. And I'll turn I know. around. So I know who it is. Early. It's, it's, it's I know who frequent. It is. Yep. It's like, whoa. <laughs> like he's, a, he's like a cat burglar. Uh, he's just he's just there. Oh, I all I of a it's me. No. I come up right behind you. What do you want to talk about today? You're pretty quiet, but I can I I get you. I don't know. There's like I have Slee radar that Why I know is when Slee you're breathing the on my neck. Is it DeAndre? Is it DeAndre? It's, no, DeAndre and I have beef for another reason. And DeAndre's not. Uh, DeAndre's not. The, the, I don't want you guys to keep guessing because eventually you're going to guess right, and then I'll be put and in a weird wait, position. Did you guys see yesterday? I know Mason Ireland brought it up on their show, but he was wearing Succession? both. A Dodger Angels. and Angels. I did yeah. notice. So do you think that's a bad thing that uh, DeAndre is a bad guy for doing that? I asked him about it. He's a baseball fan. I told him he, he should says. wear Giants pants 
Just com- confuse everybody. Padres socks and then A's underwear. <laughs> Let me get all the California teams. And then in a there. Buffalo Bills doing? tattoo. Yeah, I, it's it's not for me. But look, you you can be a Dodger and Angel fan if you want. When I went to the, the Angel game on Saturday night, I wore my Dodger hat. Michael wore his Mookie jersey. Al, you know. Yeah, I don't think. Fine. I think he's more of an Angel fan. I think he was just rocking the Dodger gear. If I'm correct, I think he said he's never been to uh, yeah. Dodger Stadium. Yeah, he, well, he grew up uh, in the desert, I want to say, and closer to Angel Stadium than he is. Probably closest to Petco, quite honestly, from where he is. But then you got to make that drive that nearly gave me an anxiety attack, and nobody needs that. <laughs> now, maybe in the, maybe when it's not eight degrees out, it's a little bit different, but story for another day. Uh, very quickly on the Dodgers. Julio Urias has... slid into the role of ace as seamlessly as you could have hoped for. And I'm not talking about that he pitches really well because he's been a good pitcher more or less from the moment he's been in the big leagues. And certainly for the last couple of years, he's been as good as anybody. It's not that, oh, he's a good pitcher. But this is the first year where by definition and by positioning that the Dodgers have made it known, this is our guy. He's the leader of the rotation. He's the leader of the rotation. He's the guy that has stopped a couple of losing streaks. Last night, look, it's it's three games. It's not ten games. But Dodgers had lost three in a row to a team that you presume they are better than in the Arizona Diamondbacks. You're going up against the team. They gave up 31 runs over three they, games. They got bombed out. They, mm-hmm. they, they, didn't, they pitched like you know what. And he takes the ball against your number one rival. And yep. granted, the Giants aren't a very strong still, team this year. Still, they're playing for something. In mm-hmm. San Francisco on a cold, wet, rainy sort of night. And he just goes out there and shoves. Nothing. And just like, here you go, guys. Just put put three or four up there, and this thing is a wrap. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what it was. He brings a level of calmness. He brings a level of security that they needed last night. And that was the thing that... Clayton Kershaw had to carry for a decade and mm-hmm. carried it incredibly well. That's the thing that Walker Bueller carried for a year or two and carried it very well. This is the first time they've asked him to do it because Walker Bueller is hurt. Clayton Kershaw is at a stage of his career where occasionally he's going to have one that's not great. That's just life. Dustin May is still green and inexperienced. Sure. Tony Gonsolin is less green and less inexperienced, but still at the beginning of his career. Then you got a bunch of guys at the back that I don't know what it's going to be. And he's just like, dude, every fifth day, you know at least that I'm going to go out there and I'm going to give you a performance. It's incredibly reassuring to not only the guys in the lineup, but the other four guys in the rotation that they don't have to be the ones to stop it every time. If there's one thing so far this Dodger season that I'm least surprised about, it's Julio. And I think he's the... He's the one player that has been most consistent for the Dodgers over these last couple of years, and it didn't matter how you used him. You know, we've talked about it, that maybe Julio is a little upset with the Dodgers because of how they've used him. Maybe he's going to allow himself to go to free agency. Yeah, I get the Scott Boris part, but maybe he just also is curious, hey, have the Dodgers respected me the way I should be respected? Um, what do you think the answer to that question is? Because No, we, I don't we, think they have. They haven't. They haven't. They and haven't. They, and I, but even the way you just set up of why he's the ace this year, mm-hmm. it's almost by default rather than, bro, you're the guy. You've been doing it for X amount of years. We've asked you to come in at the bullpen. We've asked you to um, not start a game. We've asked you to close. We've asked you – and every single time he has the ball, I feel a certain way. I'll tell you. I mean, I, I – 
I feel like the chances of the Dodgers winning a game, I, I think the way you set it up yesterday was perfect, or the way you just set it up about yesterday is, here you are, you're not reeling, it's early in the season, but let's not make three games four and four games five. Against mediocre to bad teams. You gave up 31 runs, your pitching gave up 31 runs, and then you handed the ball and it was like, all right, it's over. That's Julio. And and I, I I think the to answer your question about have they been disrespectful I think they have but what he's doing is to me the least surprising of anything with the Dodgers I I think that's the one thing you could count on every single night period I think that's a fair way to look at it but until you have to do it there's all for me at least there's always a little bit okay I do I think he could do it yeah but until you ask him to do it you're never entirely sure and now that he's been able to do it but I you're not it, surprised no, he's doing no it. i'm not because he's that talented of a guy mm-hmm. i think what's really interesting is does he go to market does he get to the end of the because like knocking on wood here hopefully he stays healthy hopefully he pitches the way that we all expect him to where he'll win somewhere between 12 and 20 games right that's yep. just the depending on good yep. luck and everything else but his era will be good he'll strike out a bunch of guys he won't walk very many and he'll keep you in the game he'll be in the cyan game. conversation Probably, probably. And and so that's the sort of pitcher he is. Can they put together a package that will make Scott Boris do something that he typically doesn't do, which is not take his player to free agency, to sign something before? Because, look, they're close, right? He's got to get through another five months, and then he becomes a free agent, and and it's his first time, and he's going to get paid. Of course he is. Of course he is. And and he deserves to get paid. Now maybe you could squeeze another ten or twelve million, or maybe even a little bit more, out of somebody else—the Phillies, the Cub, whoever. It doesn't matter. Sure. And maybe the Dodgers won't. But do they go there? Do they do it? Do they just say, "Let's not even let him get there. Let's put something out there that he has to take right now, or is incredibly inclined to take right now," because they desperately need what he's bringing to this team. He is the de facto number one pitcher. Not even the de facto. He's the number one guy, and you're looking at the schedule saying, when does he go again? Sure. That's the first time he's been You know who game. knows that? Scott Boris and Julio, yeah. right? But I, I but there I, is risk, Al. I, I will there tell you this. Risk. I will tell you this. I think if, if he wanted to get it done, I think it would have gotten done, or those conversations that we always hear through the – Hey, guys, it's just a matter of time. I'm not too worried about it. It's going to take care of itself. I want to be a Los Angeles Dodger. I see myself rocking this jersey and this jersey only. Trav, I think we would have heard already that. So I think I'd be much more surprised that he doesn't go to market than um, than than if he does go to market. I think does go to market sounds like exactly where it's going because don't you think some of these quotes over the course of the last six, eight months would have been a little bit different? Yes, I do. I do, but a nice fat offer with everything else that comes along with being a Dodger is pretty difficult to say no to. If it's if it's fair value, mm-hmm. maybe even slightly beyond the best market. Not not crazy like the Mets or the Padres might do, but making up numbers. The bet that say he's going to make thirty five million, and the Dodgers offered thirty six. Right? Mm-hmm. As a Dodger, as a popular Dodger sure. in a city with Mexican Dodger fans, Mexican American Dodger fans, competing every year, Mexico, chance to win a World Series—that's a really hard package to walk away from for a little extra. Do you day. think? And I, I don't know how that works. Do you think those of conversations have yes. already been had? Hey, here's our offer for him, and they're probably like, yeah, that's cute. Try again. I think that's probably right. what it is. 
And we'll see. We'll see. Factor Cap coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, guys. Factor Cap, Jerry is I the am. queen. <laughs> she, I love that she left Roman hanging. Yes. Awesome. Love it that. It was a power move. You love power moves. I do, Jerry and she executed it perfectly. <laughs> what about you? Fact. She's a handsome yes. lady. I like Jerry. <laughs> I like Jerry. Yeah. Jerry is the best. I think Jerry is my favorite character. I think that she's she definitely has blood on her hands, but as far as everyone goes, I think she's... She's the least despicable. Yes. Maybe that's that's the best way to... to do it. I don't know. I think Tom. That's a good compliment. Tom? I think Tom is. <laughs> Tom really? is despicable. Yeah, I'm with Emily on this He's one. a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, he has a pixel, Emily. Have I ever told you about my theory <laughs> Actually, he has a Samsung about, Galaxy? about app, Apple TV or Apple uh, phone devices? What? Sorry, what? That if you have an Apple, you can't be the bad guy. Have I ever explained that theory oh, of mine to you? I, that's crazy. It's so new. It's insane. Um, it is actually a Samsung Galaxy, though, not a... I'm a bad dude. I just like to give whatever Slee has is the, I'm a bad dude. the poison pill. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Danny Ricardo uh, was in a, um, a video for Red Bull Racing. He's a uh, F1 driver. And one thing I did notice, he's a very handsome man. He's a very good-looking guy. But he is wearing black, tight, skinny jeans with rips in them. So, after a certain age, you should not wear ripped jeans. Travis, Patrick Cap. Uh, fact. I, I, I'm the wrong person to ask fashion advice to, but because your just, jeans are ripped right now. <laughs> but just as a general rule, you need to dress age appropriately, right? That I'm not saying that you can't kind of push it a little bit, but if you're 50 wearing something that somebody 25 is wearing, that looks weird. It just does, and Ricardo falls into that category. All right, Morales. I mean, I'm not a ripped jeans guy, but I do know, and I'm surprised she hasn't run in here. Our boss Amanda has sported ripped jeans, I think, recently. But it's a woman, and so it's, it's different. a woman. It's different. so I'm saying women I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So men yeah, definitely get away yes. with women stuff that can we can't pull off that stuff much yeah. easier. Yeah, than I men. would never wear tore jeans on purpose. Like <laughs> they sometimes have torn. Sometimes them, they just tear. <laughs> sometimes we have a you know a full paw. We got to get through the night. <laughs> All right, Al. Um, couldn't be more fact. Like there's certain things. Probably shouldn't be at a club if you're 45 or 50 years old. Probably don't need to do that. Probably don't need the ripped jeans that what we're talking about. What if you get invited to the Pike House at San Diego State by current Pikes and you're 51? <laughs> Should you show up for that? Yes. <laughs> I, that one is a little that. bit different. Uh, what I, if you're happy and you're trying to keep your relationship healthy? <laughs> <laughs> I think the last time I've been with a club was last summer with Cappy in San Diego. <laughs> I go fact fact right, on that. Taylor, uh, I'm I'm Cap, but it's it's person by person on this. If you can pull it off, then keep rocking it. But I don't know who determines whether it can get pulled off. Well, like if, if that Taylor person, came in and torn jeans, I'd be like, all right, that's it, cool, that's fine for him. If Travis did, I'd be like, whoa, what's going Everything on? Everything okay, Trav? Everything yeah. okay at all? Go back to Kirkland <laughs> and get another pair of jeans, homeboy. Well, because because uh, it's got to be the person, man. the person who's rocking them. If they feel more confident in the world, that part's important. I just don't know how you do right. that. Right? Like if, if Keith Richards had ripped jeans on, I mean, he's it's, like ninety five yeah. years old, but it doesn't matter. He's Keith yeah. Richards. They still have the performance fleece over there at Old Navy. I used to love those in high they school. They do good t shirts too. Very soft. 
<laughs> All right, so there's this, been this song that has stuck, been stuck in my head for probably a week because it's been featured on TikTok a lot, and it's uh, Linger by the Cranberries. Oh. It's this song, yeah, and it's been one. stuck in my head all week. <laughs> I really like this song in general, but it gets really stuck. So there are very, there are very clear the earworms that always get stuck in your head. Morales, Patrick Cap. You have to let it. This song <laughs> used, it used to be used on something in the 90s. It was always in my head. Dawson's Creek, perhaps? Maybe. Oh, yeah. yeah. It feels Dawson's Creaky. Yeah, there's another one on TikTok that's really bothering me, too, that's always playing. And, like, everybody uses the filter and the effect. So what was the question again? You have earworm songs that always get stuck in your head Absolutely. throughout your fact. entire life. Yes, fact. Like the Beauty and the Beast theme. Sometimes I just randomly <laughs> sing it in the shower. All right, Al? Um, cap on this one. I get songs that for a very brief moment in that moment, right? So you're on, uh, like you're the on theme TikTok. song to winning time. <laughs> the theme song to winning time. You're on TikTok at that moment. It's like, oh, that song's in my head. Hour goes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes goes by. It's gone. Trev? It's gone. Yeah, for sure. Because th- this one song in particular was popular when I was a kid. It still shows up in TV shows and commercials. It's in a movie that Chris and I enjoy a great deal. Jesse's girl from Rick oh, Springfield yeah. Oh, yeah, is yeah. one of those that just the set you hear it, it just stays in it there. runs in your head the rest of the day and there's only like two choruses of the whole thing. Come you on, know, Todd, what are we doing, man? <laughs> just relax, man. <laughs> yeah, so Jesse's girl for me, if I hear it, even just the dum 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 dum, oh, yeah. it's it's over and we're on from there. Taylor, fact, yeah, I'll get like Christmas songs stuck in my head in July at random times, and then a lot of church songs just because I grew oh, yeah. up in the church and it's just stuck in there, can't get it out. Totally. All right. So I don't know why there's so many F1 things today, but I have another F1 thing. So Charles Leclerc is a F1 driver, and he had a post on uh, Instagram saying that for the past few months, people have been coming to his home address and asking for pictures, ringing his doorbell, kind of being a nuisance because for some reason his- Doesn't he live in Monaco? Yes, but his private address was leaked, and so people are- again, He's an international star, so people are going to go and see him. So you have ever ding-dong ditched. Alan, Patrick Cap. Um, I have in high school like an idiot. Uh, I think we've all done facts for me. I think we've done something stupid like that. You're doing it predominantly to people that you know. Do it to a friend. Do it to a a cousin. Something along those lines. I have done it, and they look at me like, "What are you doing?" I can't do it anymore because of the ring. I didn't even. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I don't think I got even. I I don't think I turned the corner and they opened the door. I'm like, "What, Al? What are you doing? We saw you. Were you a toilet paper guy? No. They didn't TP. Have done it, but it wasn't." No, I'd say no. That still exists, yeah. by the way. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Oh, yeah. Does yeah. it really? Yes. Uh, yeah, for sure. But to what Chris said- <laughs> Travis is taking the TP <laughs> and putting it in the house to be used. <laughs> well, okay. So, funny you bring that up. The one hanging on the tree no, that on. was not touched, he's Since using Since you still. brought it up, I'll tell the story. We got hit, this was probably a few months ago, right? And they got us pretty good, too. The other thing they do now is they stick like plastic forks in your lawn, and you got to go through- you knew that's a thing yes apparently so they got us pretty good on the roof over the cars over the trees everything else but they must have been scared away by something because they left half of a package of unused paper by the front door absolutely i jumped on that (laughs) you kidding me it's sitting right there of course i'm gonna take so it turned out did you let it like uh you let the other toilet paper dry if it was at night and it was a little dewy let it dry and then he waits till 6 p.m at night and he starts taking them off you lay it out in the backyard over the table so it dries out nice and yeah of course i've done that for sure fact my mother was a big prankster when i was growing up and i was uncomfortable 
like as a young person to like do these things. So she'd but drive I, you around? She would drive me around with like a group of older children that lived in the neighborhood. And she would get me out there trying to prank ding dong ditch toilet wow. paper. Bad. We didn't have forking back then, though. Yeah, forking's relatively. I don't get the new. point. I don't either. Just screw up the grass. Uh, uh, no, it's just uh, it's one more thing you have to pick up, I think, uh. and bend over to pick it up. Uh. And they're de- kind of deep down. You have to actually kind of pull them out a little bit. It's a pain in the neck. All right, Taylor. Fact, yeah, I've done this. I'm from a, a small town. There's nothing else to really do. In there. <laughs> um, but one time, my friend, my friends, they they. So I had to walk in. There were two doors. So there's like a porch area. So I had to walk into the second door to knock on it. So they would they held the door after I knocked on it and waited a second, and then the person comes out and then they let me go and stuff. Oh, they were yeah. trapped inside. So the I was porch? trapped. For wow. A yeah. Good friends. Yeah, I was gonna say. All right. So a mom in Dallas, uh, she posted that she um, a video surprising her daughter at school, picking her up because they were gonna go to a Taylor Swift concert. So uh, they let her out of school early to go to Taylor Swift because it was gonna be a fun day, and it was like her and her three best friends were all coming too. So it was a really sweet video. So it's okay to let your kids skip school for something fun, not just for an appointment or because you did like a baseball game, but for something fun. Taylor, Patrick up. I think fact, yeah, as long as it's not, you know, in, in moderation, it's good, but um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with this. Trev? So for Michael's 13th birthday, we, I took him out of school. He had no idea I was coming to get him. We, he comes into the office. He's like, what's going on? And then he and I drove to the airport, flew to Vegas to see the Knights and the Anaheim Ducks for his 13th awesome. birthday. And he's a huge Anaheim Ducks fan. And it was something we still talk about to this day. He's almost 18 now. And so, yeah, if you can create a moment like that Taylor Swift concert or something like that, absolutely seize the moment. Morales? Sure, why not? Fact. I mean, I, I don't want to be the, the negative one. I mean, I would keep, I mean, Education I keep is important, well, Christopher. You well, know, you know, Michael's got to figure out the world on his own. He's got to get out there and press the flesh. So why not miss a day of school? I'll tell you about when he saw Showgirls on the Strip. That was interesting. <laughs> the yeah, movie story. or the actual show? <laughs> the actual uh, Showgirls. It's story. It, it's, uh, Dad, is that okay? It's Vegas, buddy. It's all okay. You can do whatever you want here. We're good. All right, Alan? Uh, fact, my sister did it a week and a half ago when two weeks ago went to Disneyland. Um, she took the kids out, and it's that's a perfect time to do it, a perfect excuse to do it. If you're just taking them out and there's nothing, like you're not taking advantage of the day, that's the way you do it. Do something. Do a special event. I think it's fine. Was she part of the decision to not reach out to me when you were five minutes from my house? That was actually 12 minutes from my house. She. We talked about it. Yeah. We talked about it a couple different times in front of Splash Mountain, and then we decided it's too late. Okay. It's too late. I got one more for you guys. So uh, there's this group. Uh, this is an Instagram group that's kind of trying to set up, you know, singles in Los Angeles. And so they have these speed dating uh, things that they try to set up. So uh, I, I thought about it, but... Uh, consider yourself a single man, you would do speed dating. Travis, Patrick Cap. Yeah, fact. Why not? I mean, if you're looking for a co- connection, if you're looking for a relationship, if you're looking to get to meet somebody, I don't think there's a bad way to do it, right? Whether it's an app, whether it's a setup, whether it's wh- whatever it might be, speed dating, it's probably awkward at first where you get five minutes with somebody before you move on to the next point. But yeah, if I was looking for a relationship, there's no w- wrong way to do that. Morales? What does it mean? Like what? You sit I think down. you go to a room where it's like thirty men, thirty women, mm-hmm. and you spend five minutes yeah, with each person. Do you have on or no? Or is that a different party? <laughs> that's a different oh, okay. type of party. Okay. <laughs> and you have like a little. I think they have like a bell or something. I think you could do one. You, that's invitation that. only. I think that party. That's invitation only. Because <laughs> LZ took us to one of those ones. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's enough. That's... I don't like dating in, per, in in general, but sure, why not? If you're gonna do it, do it quickly. <laughs> Fact. Well? Figure out if I hate your guts in five minutes or not. I usually know in thirty seconds. Uh, fact. 
but you got to walk in it with literally zero expectations. It's almost got to be kind of a joke type of thing, right? If you're going in, anybody's taking that too serious, like, I think I'm going to find her. I think this is going to be the one. Don't do that. I would try it. I think it's interesting, but uh, don't take it seriously. Taylor? Hell no. This feels so <laughs> artificial and contrived. I don't, I, don't, I don't want anything to do with that. I'm more of a slow burn anyway, you know. Don't make, I like a, good, it. Don't make a good first impression. What's the, well, uh, what's the latest that, with Alt-Girl? Alt-Girl? Oh, we still talk, but it's... Have you seen her since Dying she down a little book? bit? I haven't seen her, no. Okay. Oh, it's been a minute. Hmm. Taylor, they're like, all right, next date, five minutes goes, Slow he's burn. like, I'm staying. Yeah. I like this one. <laughs> like Two years talk. later. I wonder if there's a moment, like, you know, you spend five minutes, you get like, you want to get out of here and go get a cup of coffee or whatever it is? Like, do you just punt on the other 30 people in the room? Is that an option? Maybe. I, I don't know. I Did you sign up or no? In, no, I haven't looked at that. He gets suspended deep. from that. <laughs> You're banned. You're banned from speed dating the rest of the way. Cliff Kingsbury get a new... Gotson. Wow. Whoa. Cliff Kingsbury has a new job, and it doesn't make any sense to me at all. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Live Imaging Tuesday with Travis at Sliwa. The new radicals. Gosh, this reminds me of high school. I had blonde, spiky tips, puka shells. Wore Quicksilver t-shirts a lot. You were on the water polo team? Water, I, I was on the team. I was not participating in games. They forced me to be on the team. Who forced you? The co- the basketball coach. Oh, that's right. And that's I couldn't right. play football. I just told the story yesterday at an event. I couldn't play football. My parents didn't want me to play football, so they threw me in the pool. That wasn't good. I would drown. <laughs> Playing water polo? I'd have no chance in the water. No. I had no chance either, but he keeps you in shape. Back then, I was in shape. Now, like that. Actually, if I could take up a sport now that I could just practice. Did you not want to play in the games? Because if you're doing I the wasn't good enough to play in the games. But every, it's high school. Everybody gets to play. I never. We had a really good water polo team, I think. Yeah, but think. aren't there big leads or big deficits? You they were ranked 38th. <laughs> like, you get in the game eventually. I was a terrible high school basketball player. I got in the games. And also the idea of getting in the games, too. It's, it, I wouldn't let me in the water You're at risk if game. you're in a real game of, uh, you know... Potentially drowning. Our coaches weren't like that because I remember the kids on the basketball team that weren't good. They never played. Never? Never. They really? played in in practice, but I they never played. Not very good, but I got some minutes here and there. Not not, not many, but it's some. It's good size. Yeah, I got five fouls to go. Did you play golf in high school? No. Oh. I didn't start playing golf till college, really. Really? Yeah. Mm. And that's because I sucked at baseball and need something else to do to take my mind off of getting lit up by Phil Nevin every 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 other You're going to get lit up by somebody. It's not bad. Oh to get yeah, lit I mean he's just Phil dropping Nevin. a Phil Nevin, you know. <laughs> well, he got me in high school and college and every summer league and everywhere else that we ran into each other. Every time you saw him, he just points at you like this. <laughs> he, he, I was I was the get right guy for him. Oh, thank God that guy's back. That guy from Arcadia is pitching again. Muncie's <laughs> looking at the schedule. When do we play the Giants? Nevin's looking. Nevin's for, looking. When is Arcadia High coming up again? When do the Gauchos come to town? I can get healthy. What other sports did you play? Uh, in high school? Yeah. Just basketball and baseball. Okay. Yeah. Never got in the pool? No. <laughs> no. The, the, <laughs> they, so, there was the two things. It was the Speedo was a deal breaker just from the jump. Yeah, yeah, I know. Just, just not my thing. <laughs> then they had those weird jackets, those long jackets that they all wore. I never liked that jacket either. I'm about <sighs> the uniform, Chris. I, you know, I could have seen I you. Played, being... I played uh, football my freshman year. Really? Yeah. What position? Tight end. I could have seen you being on the wrestling team. I could have seen Trav in the wrestling getup no, with no. that weird helmet. <laughs> the water polo helmet that yeah. you wear on the mat, yeah. Wrestling. Hey, man, let's get on the mat. <laughs> you, by, by the way, wrestling guys, that's a whole different you world. You don't want to mess with Never. wrestling guys. No, Never. no, no, no. That's a whole different world. Never. They're the, and it uh, doesn't even matter if you have 50 pounds on them. No, they know how to nothing. wrestle. They know yeah. how to flip you on your back. And let's get you to the mat, bro. 
Yeah. How did you dislocate my shoulder in 3.4 seconds? Never. That's a wrestler. Oh, speaking of Never. which, a girl when we were playing kickball this weekend, she caught a ball, dislocated her finger, came out of the game, came right back in, and we were like, you don't want to take a break. Did this she is recreational jam it kickball. back in the plate in yes. place? Oh, oh my yes. god! Tape it up, or she just go just went, didn't tape be, it up. That's supposed to be Kobe, that famous Kobe Gary Vitti, where he pops it back in. This girl's doing it in kickball. <laughs> I want to go out and see the kickball games. Where are they? I don't want to give up my location. Oh, okay, <laughs> She's be like, like Charlotte Claire. Claire. <laughs> 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 All right, Travis and Sleewa continues right now. Thank you, Chris. What did what did you play in high school, Slee? Just basketball. Just basketball. Yeah. Yeah. No track. I needed no your I needed soccer. your size. How tall are you? Six, six three. Three? Yeah, I needed six. According three. to Chris, I'm six six, but that's a whole nother topic for another day. Do not start. <laughs> There's actually a great picture I was gonna send you in which I'm standing next to somebody who's five eleven uh-huh. and I'm over them to prove my point. Now I might have had the boots on in that picture. <laughs> What's the but point? That's only a, that's a quarter inch. That you're taller than so you say, we, or that he's no, taller. No, when we were than all doing the morning show together, Key, mm-hmm. Key is like six four. I'm a six three. LZ is about the same six, height three, as me. Six three, six two, six, six two, six three. And Chris was always saying, "I feel short around you guys." Yeah. because we're all taller than your average person. Yeah. And I asked him at one point. I said, "How tall are you?" And I said six and foot. He said six feet, and that's just not true. It's it, it's been the thing forever, <laughs> forever. His bet. He's a he's a he's a tall tallest height bully. Yeah, he's a height bully. Yes. What happens was that before the Starbucks situation all started going down. It was all down part of the same. Yeah, we take turns. And I love how he's looping. I love how he's looping himself in with Keyshawn, who's a former NFL player. I'm not saying and that LZ, a, who LZ without his shirt off looks like a uh, a beautiful underwear model. Yeah. Wait, yeah. I'm not looping myself in. We did the show together, and we were all tall. Not Ooh. saying I'm fit like LZ. Have you been measured, Morales? Yes. I didn't just come up with six foot. Uh, I don't know about that. The doctor anytime, told you that? I to- <laughs> anytime you want to measure, we can do a measure. <laughs> we'll do a measurement in here. When you go to when you go to a doctor and they're like, hey, can you step on the scale? I'm like, no, I already got 165. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I never do that. You had the boots How on. tall? <laughs> that little thing they put on your head in school. Can we, can, we, <laughs> can we see how tall you are? I got you. Six one. Let's go. Let's keep yeah. it moving. Yeah, he's one of my favorite bits. You're gutless. <laughs> I know that's one of your favorite bits. That's how it goes. Um, so just basketball, Slee? Just basketball. Right. Get some I, minutes? I thought there'd be like some soccer Not in, enough. in your background. No, I never played soccer. Track? Never. No. Ping pong? Oh, yeah, ping pong. It's all did you have a ping pong team at Granite Hills? No. <laughs> no, we had one at Arcadia. <laughs> no way. You yeah. guys really did? Uh-huh. And badminton, too. Yeah, we definitely did not have ping pong. I yeah. feel like I could have made the ping pong, <laughs> ping pong team. You would have been all league. <laughs> but I was at a rec center for six hours a day. Yeah, you did get some. You did get some. Time. And that's even before I even you know before I started working there. I was always at the rec center. That's so funny. You guys had a ping pong team. Yeah, we had we had a lot of weird stuff going on. Big school too. Like it had it was three grades when I was there, and like three thousand kids. There was yeah, like a 3, thousand person in each graduating class. It was a big high school, and then we had a ping pong team. I think. Maybe I'm misremembering, but I think we I know we had a badminton team. I feel like there was a lot of ping pong tables out at lunch that guys were working on. I think I've told you this at state. You got to, and I think this is not uncommon. You take a bowling class that counted yeah. as a unit. Yeah. Did you guys have one of those? We, you needed to have like basically a PE credit. You had to have something. Yeah. But I, I was. Bowling was mine. Yeah. That, that's a perfect one. P- bowling, pool, darts. 
Those are the ones that you can do. Come get a unit for yeah, this. I'm not doing track. Hey, go go give me go give me a, a three a three mile cross country run. Uh, no, I'll just go bowl for an hour. Literally bowled for smoke a joint and drink some two beers. games, and then it was over. <laughs> That's how it is. Cliff Kingsbury has been hired as an offensive consultant. Yep. For USC. Cliff Kingsbury, former head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, former head coach of the Texas Tech Red Raiders, former offensive coordinator at Texas A&M, and other places along the way. Um, He was briefly the offensive coordinator slash quarterbacks coach for SC for about five minutes Mm -hmm. before he got after Texas Tech, before he got hired by the Arizona Cardinals. Here's my question. It's kind of a two-parter, and we can talk about this now and on the other side. Why is SC hiring offensive people? They scored 40 points a game. They have the reigning Heisman Trophy winner and presumptive number one pick in the draft coming back. Your offense was lights out. It was really, really good. Your defense prevented you from going to the Final Four, prevented you from winning your bowl game, and prevented you from beating Utah in either time that you played them. That seems to be, and by the way, not just at SC, but Lincoln Riley historically, defense has been the the weak link on his very, very good college football teams. Secondarily, somebody explained this one to me. Cliff Kingsbury's lifetime record at Texas Tech as the head coach was 35 and 40. Patrick Mahomes played there. Mm-hmm. He's pretty good. Mm-hmm. 35 and 40, under 500. His lifetime record as a head coach in the NFL, 28, 37, and 1, under 500. Why have we decided that this is somebody that's offensive acumen has to be a part of the USC Trojans when they already have a lights out offense and a suspect defense? Because he's good looking. He I, is good looking. I, I don't have a problem with him going from gets fired as the coach of the Cardinals. Okay, sounds good. They they underperformed. It looks like there's issues through and through. Um, I don't have a problem with that. And I don't have a problem with him going back to college. I think that, no. that makes sense, right? Sure. All right, maybe he stepped into the league too soon. Go back, work on your craft. Maybe there's an opportunity down the road. The SC portion is the part that I, I, I can't figure out as well. If the only thing we're talking about, about USC – Every single time we mention them is, you guys get a couple stops? Can you just not have to put up 45 points a game to win a game? Is there is there a scenario out there? And listen, they turned the program around like that. Give them all the credit in the world. They really did. But the same problem that um, they were having in Oklahoma is the same problem that SC's having right now. Um, I don't really understand the strategy. I wish every resource that they had was going towards – uh, working on their defense, best defensive corner, best defense coaches, whatever it is, I'm with you. I, I really don't get it. Now, maybe from from what I understand, so he had signed, Kingsbury had signed a um, six-year extension that runs through 2027 with the Cardinals. Okay. So I don't know if this is, hey, he's already getting paid all the money in the world from the Arizona Cardinals. SC could just kind of get him at cheap. I don't have that answer. But maybe it's that. But the attention that goes there, it's like, yeah, you don't need any more attention on the offense. It needs to be on the defense. I, I, him working again is not my issue. My issue is why have we decided that he's a great offensive coach? Where's the evidence? Where, where, where is his team that was lighting everybody up year after year after year offensively? It didn't exist in the NFL. didn't exist in college football. I, I don't understand it. Like, if you said to me, if Lincoln Riley jumped to the NFL, right, and all of a sudden it didn't work and he comes back, there's mountains of evidence that he knows how to coach offensive football. Sure. Mountains of it, sure. right? Put sure. him back in charge of your offense and, and let the thing cook. But Cliff Kingsbury is far more famous than he has accomplished. 
his his track record is not particularly impressive. And that SC of all the teams, like you got this unbelievable car that goes a thousand miles an hour, and you decide to soup up the engine as opposed to putting some brakes on it. It doesn't doesn't make any sense to me. Like what? Good analogy. What, what are we doing here? Emily, you have a theory as to why he's I here. I do have a theory, and we can do it on the other side. Okay. Emily's theory, you're going to like this, Lee, because ultimately it will put a smile on your face. It's a terrible idea that you will like. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.